Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. We're gonna keep going a little rock and save uh, B.A. Baracus. Wait, did you say B.A. Baracus? <laughs> yeah. They brought with them some something evil. You see footsteps leave the house and they run straight for the forest. It's it's me, Lent. I'm I'm over here. Can you help help me? Uh, of course we can help you. Hops on and holds onto the saddle and guacamole takes off and you hear a little yeah, as he's <laughs> going up into the air and then flies away. To the cave. There are two people. We already got little Lent home. Lent, Lent died a while ago. Oh, this isn't good, guys. Russ, you made the kid be the bad <laughs> Always with this shit, Russ. I instruct Guacamole to take us to where she dropped off Lent. And drops you at the front door. Oh, we've really messed this one up. You go upstairs and there is more of the mist that you saw in the room with uh, Sasha. And it's coming out of one of the bedrooms and you can hear inside singing. There is no time for singing. Lock the door, blow out the light. The hungry only hurts the night. I'm gonna have nightmares That's a lovely ditty, you teach her. Like, dudes, this ain't normal. The little girl stands up and begins to shift shape. Ah, oh, the fuck, yeah, she does. Thea just came to a realization. What's that? If the mist was the girl, where else did we see mist? At Baron's place. His sister is another one of those stupid Onis. Sasha swings at Baron, and she begins to take form of another Oni. something that we were doing wrong before. Uh, oh yeah, initiative. You guys have an initiative modifier. Did you know that? News to me. I don't even know. Yeah, I know. This is, I don't even know what you're this saying. You. Yeah, like when you roll for initiative, you have like a plus that oh. apparently so, you should have been doing since uh, for, for like the last two years. Wow. Oh, and I okay. just opened my character sheet and it's just right there in the middle. Hey, like yeah, sure armor is. class, yeah. initiative. Speed. Yeah. I don't have anything in that initiative. I know because we hadn't been using one, but I was reading through some weird little um, <laughs> small paragraph on initiatives and it's your dexterity modifier. Um, and then as that goes up, your initiative modifier goes up. And yeah. Oh, so my dexterity is one. Yeah. My so, initiative is so one. Yours is one. So when you roll, you just add one. Well, that's really easy math for me. For you. I can also handle that math. I think it's best if we learn how to play D&D one rule every six months. I think. Yeah. <laughs> By the time like we're all like in our late 50s, we are going to know this game inside and out. That's right. I mean, by then they'll be on like 12th edition, but. 
That's, yeah, that's there's fun. just gonna be new change? rules every time. Mm. Oh god. Well, they yeah they change. No, we'll be old school Some and we'll be of, like yeah. edition five for life, six for life, five, five for life. <laughs> Say for life one more time. For life. <laughs> let's, for life. Let's make sure we know what edition it is before we get those matching tattoos. That's mm, right. Good call. Mm. Amy's got edition 12 already. <laughs> oh, Amy always jumped in the gun. She's trying to yeah. future-proof her tattoo. It's just good thinking. Hey, don't touch my dice. I didn't touch your dice. You touched my... Mm. Wait, Russ, did you touch her dice? I touched her dice. Not cool, bro. Not cool. All of them, guys. All of them. Some sort of curse on my dice. So you guys are standing in the middle of the living room of this house, and Sasha has just transformed into the other Oni. And uh, it has given Baron a slice on the neck, and he's down on the ground. Because that's what happens when the man disrespects. <laughs> he oh. probably touched her dice. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for initiative. And I will. And use your Plus one. Three. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. For that <laughs> initiative uh, modifier, holy crap! That could have been a really bad roll, you guys. Eleven for me. Wow. <laughs> Good thing initiative doesn't really matter. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's my feeling toward it. It's like, oh, who cares if I go last? When we're fighting one creature, I don't think it matters as much. When there's like ten, yeah, it's more important. But with one, it's fine. We got to It's now. fine, guys. It's totally fine. Plus, it's we've totally already murdered fine. an oni, so. Uh, so Flint, you are up first, good sir. Uh, so same sort of Oni as last time? It appears to be the same sort of Oni. He looks bigger than the other Oni. Okay. Because why not? Sure. Bigger they are, harder they fall, etc., etc. Looks Looks to be the same sort of Oni race that you can tell. Okay. I guess I will uh, rush it with the old great axe I've got. Uh, so that's 23. 23 versus AC is good. Excellent. 6 and 11. Nice. 17 and 4 is 21. Okay. And second attack. That is a 11. 11 is not going to do it for you. Yeah, all right. Uh, new Lara, you're up next. All right. Looks like the Oni had a bad initiative roll, too. That is 21. 21 is good, yep. Okay. So that is 10 damage. On that one, second is 20. What'd you, what'd you hit him with? Oh, my flaming sword. Oh, of course. I should have said. It's just the only weapon I use unless I'm on a boat and I'm not allowed. Uh, <laughs> no more boats, guys. We're walking everywhere. Yeah, definitely no more boats. So only eight damage on that one. Donnie wants to get in on this too. He gets a 13. 13 is not going to do it. Okay. It is the Oni's turn. So how I'm picturing this in the room is the room is about 20, 25 feet. So not a big room, but you guys are reasonably clumped trying to attack the Oni I'm, I'm picturing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I mean, it's a living room, right? It can't be too, too big. No, no. So the room suddenly goes dark, darker than anything you have ever seen or or experienced and you can't see anything not even if i have dark vision surprisingly not even that you have dark vision am i blind you don't think you're blind oh no it's just an 
aura of complete blackness and darkness has encircled the three of you. Like the cone of silence, but the cone of darkness. Uh, yes. So, as soon as this happens, you can feel the presence of the Oni moving quickly past you, and you hear glass smash from what you assume is the, the front window of the house, and it sounds like he is running away from you. And now it's Thea's turn. Okay, so the Oni essentially, like, threw a smoke bomb down and, like, ran away, and we're all like, where did he go? Uh, I produce flame in my hand. Working for you anything? don't see anything. I see nothing. Okay. Um, so, guys, I, like, if I call anything, I'm just going to end up hitting... Air buddy. I don't think you should tackle yeah. air buddy. No, I <laughs> I don't I don't Fia want summons lightning and just kills everyone. Yeah, no! that's pretty much what I'm thinking. So um I take my turn to run toward where I hear him. Okay. So you run um like carefully. The, I run you know, like yeah. when you can't see. Okay, so you yeah, you just you're walking carefully towards the window and you get to where you feel the window is make a dexterity check 15 plus one. Oh, yeah one you get to the edge of the window and you feel it before you cut yourself on the glass are you going through the window sure you jump through the window um, and as you get about five feet from the house the darkness disappears oh good okay do I see the Oni anywhere? Make like puffing it down the street. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Six and two, eight. You have a feeling that he ran off to the left down the street. You see a couple open doors in some other places. Uh, okay, well, I'm not going to fight anything, and I'm pretty sure. Have I run my 30 feet yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, then uh, that's that's all I got. I yell to the other guys, come on! I can see shit out here. Okay. <laughs> Probably in my Thea voice. Come on, guys. You can see stuff uh, out here. Back to Flint. <laughs> all right, so I'm also uh, currently kind of blinded. Yes, sir. All right. Um, and I hear Thea yell out, so I think the sound's coming from one way, so I try to get into that direction. Okay, so you start to move. Make a dexterity check as you approach the window there. Okay. That is a 14. You do the same thing. You go and you find the windowsill. Uh-huh. You manage to get out of the window without cutting yourself on anything. So, yeah, you get out into the street. And as you get to about the same spot where Thea was, things are still pitch black for you. Thea, things, as Flint gets closer to you... Things get darker again. <laughs> and Nulara, you can see. God damn it. You and your oh, sexy puzzle. I'm the source of darkness, everybody. Yes, ah, Flint. <laughs> or it's when two of us are, like, it's a, a mass. Oh, right? could be. Like, yeah. like, there's two of you. Could be. Oh, but Flint has never been able to see, so not even as, oh, no, because he was, oh, okay. Because yeah, he was right. with me or he was with <laughs> you. Yeah. But I guess, is it my turn now? Unless Flint wants to do anything else, but yes. Yeah, I guess if I can't see, I'm pretty <laughs> pretty much done. <laughs> oh, but I can see now. So I yes. go to where they are. And at what point can't I see, Russ? So Flint has moved about, Flint has moved his full move, 30 feet. So he and Thea are in the same kind of 
zone area. You go about 15 feet, uh, Nulara, um, and things start to go dark again. So just as you leave the house is when things start to go dark as you get closer to Thea and Flint. Okay, so I say, guys, I could see, but now I can't see again. Can you see? Back up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, nope, can't see over here. <laughs> so we have to we have to do an experiment to see what it is, right? Like if it's Flint or if it's us being together that makes us not be able to see. Okay, so maybe let's all back up to you said 15 feet from each other until like let's just back up until we get our vision back. All right, well, how about I stand still? Okay, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then you guys back up. Uh, Yeah, you do that, and you find Nulara, you can see, at about 15 feet from where you think Flint is. And Thea, you can see at about 15 feet from where Flint is. But Flint, you can't see. Okay, Flint, you stay there, and then me and Thea will get together. Let's see what happens. Okay. You guys get together and you can see just fine. Uh, we high five. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Was buddy. that a high five I heard? Yeah, Was sorry, that a high five? <laughs> Look, That's Looks all right. like it's you. Sorry, yeah. guys. You hear from a house down the street, a ruckus of sorts, some clatter of, of shelves and furniture and stuff being knocked over. Not a ruckus. Okay, I throw... Uh, Thea's turn. I throw my rope to... <laughs> I'm gonna walk you like a dog. I Amazing. To Flint. And I say, you know, hold on to this, buddy. You can't see anything. Um, and I I would assume that I would run toward the clatter, but I'm bringing I'm bringing Flint with me. Okay. Uh so We'll just say that you... It's like as a group, maybe? Can sure, we all just yeah. run? I feel as a group, like you, we're not just going to leave you No, yeah, Flint. you run uh, to the house where you hear the noise <laughs> and you step in and it's laid out very much the same as the other house. You don't see anything in the immediate front entry slash living area. Okay, so maybe they are upstairs? That's the place we found the first Oni. So um, I pass the rope to Nulara. Can I um, ask a question? Yeah. Can Donnie see? Like, can Donnie fly yeah. over to Flint and see if he can see? Donnie flies to Flint and he loses sight as well. Okay. Well, in addition to our rope leash, if Donnie stays 15 feet away, he could also help Flint see telepathically. So he won't like trip and shit. Mm. So we don't need to watch him so close. Yep. Right? Good idea. Yeah. yeah. And the rope is 20 feet long, so so long as it stays taut. A little Flint bit of slack, though. Yeah. A little well, bit of slack. Of course. Of course. It is. It's at a safe distance. Um, we'll say it is Flint's turn. Yep. I just do whatever they're doing because I'm tied up by a rope. New Lara's turn now. <laughs> uh, okay. And we can't hear any more noise now that we're in the house? Now that you're in the house, make a perception check. Okay. Uh, that is a 10. I can't even remember if I get bonuses to that. Do I get a bonus to that? You should. <laughs> uh, how do you play D&D again? I've already forgotten. With the difficulty. <laughs> <It's been laughs> yeah, great difficulty. <laughs> uh, oh, perception. It's right there. Uh, so 15. 
you see some of the furniture. So when you, you're in the front of the house, um, there's a hallway that goes straight to the back of the house. You see the edge of a shelf that has been knocked over going out the towards the back of the house. Okay, I guess we go that way. It seems like that's the way the destruction is going. Uh, you get into the kitchen and you don't see anything there, but that's about as far as you can move. And as you step into the kitchen, make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, I will. Uh, 21. Ooh, yeah. So dexterous. You jump out of the way as the Oni's glaive cuts down in front of you. So you miss uh, getting hit off of his first swing. Um, but he swings um, again um, and gets a 24 against your AC. Well, that'll do it. And that will be 10 slashing damage to you. Okay. Since all I've done is move on my turn, do I get to try and stab him now? Take an action. Okay. Oh, oh well, that was a critical fail. So, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Let's just ignore that. I'll cut that out. That's fine. <laughs> no, I get my second attack now. Come oh, on. Right. Two attacks. <laughs> oh, 18. Uh, 18 is good, yeah. Okay. So I was so scared. I just tripped the first time. That's right. Uh, that, seems, that seems reasonable. Uh, six plus five is 11. Damage. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Russ. Forgot what we were calculating here. Russ is just sitting there like, like, yes. Okay, 11. And then I like poked him like, damn it. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> you're the only one yeah, keeping him honest, Amy. So thank you. You're welcome. Your turn. Okay, well, obviously I hear that ruckus. Um, I, I like want to... I like. I don't want Flint to run away. Like I want to tie him to like a chair leg. You can just tell me to stand still. Okay, Flint, please, please stand still. <laughs> right, you're not my pet. Um, so I say, Flint, I'm running left into the kitchen. There's been an incident. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe Donnie can like just pass you some images of what the fuck is happening. Totally. Um, now, was it a spaghetti incident? <laughs> Okay, good, because we do not want another one of those. I know. So I run into the kitchen. Yep. And I feel like, it, are they are they jammed at the front entrance of the kitchen? Am I able to get a clear shot at the Oni? You can you can get into the kitchen to be able to attack. Yep. Okay, very cool. Uh, then I will attack. I will attack with my flaming sphere. Okay. I'm going to burn this whole mother down. Uh, okay. Yeah, I throw that thing at his chest. Five, eight, eleven. Okay, so because it's such a small spot, though. And now he's getting Well, hold on. Up, we'll, we can we can switch it if you want to. Um, because it's such a small area, and because New Lara is okay, engaged I don't, oh, in right. combat, well, you can do that, but. She will have to make a, a saving throw to see if she can get out of the way. No, I'll I'll change my thing. Um, I take out my. I'm just I'm just gonna try to. How much damage was it? If it wasn't tons of damage, then I can risk a saving throw. Yeah, it was eleven. But I eh, mean, it's fine. I I could do the same with a dagger, and I would get. I'm having a hard time seeing things. I don't want to hurt you. Join the club. Did, did Flint get too close to you again? 
You're fighting. I'm just gonna yeah, I'm just gonna run up and, <laughs> and stab. I'm gonna run up and stab with a dagger. Sure. Uh, 10 plus 5, 15. That is not good. Oh, damn. Oh, well, at least I didn't hurt new Lara. Thanks, homegirl. As you go to do this attack, though, he moves out of the way. Flint, you see the darkness flicker away, but it comes back. And Flint's there, uh, your turn. All right, so I'm guessing if it, uh, if it flickered a bit, it's either... While the Oni is busy being distracted by them, he can't quite concentrate as much, or the time in the spell is running out. Uh, so I guess I should probably just stay put until I can uh, see a little bit. Okay. I, I cheer them on. I say, you're doing great, guys. Uh, back to Nulara. Perfect. That is a 14. Probably won't do it. 14's not good. But a 28 probably will. 28 will be good, yep. Uh, so that is an 8, plus 3 is 11, plus 5 is 16 damage. Uh, and, and Donnie's going to try and bite him too. I forgot to get Donnie to go last time. Uh, that's a 19. Uh, 19 is good. And he gets uh, 5 damage. Oh, wait, there was something. Remember I was doing his damage wrong? You needed an extra uh, D. Plus or 3. Oh, it's just a plus three, not a plus two. Oh, so okay. sorry. He Donnie got six damage, and uh, the Oni needs to do a saving throw. Fifteen. Yeah, that'll do it. He took some damage on that, and Flint, you once he takes that damage, you get your vision back. The, it appears whatever spell around you um, has now disappeared. Sweet. We can say that you just, because you didn't do anything, you just deferred your turn so you can take your turn that would be much smarter yeah. you can take your turn at any point so if you want to go now you can or if you want to wait till after its turn your call um i'm gonna defer till after its turn its turn is now and it is going to attack with its glaive first at Nulara, and that is a 19 against ac that will do it. 18 slashing damage. Sheesh. And it swings its second attack at Thea. And that is a 21, not critical. Yeah. Uh, that's only eight damage. So it starts to run and bursts out the back door of this kitchen area. Flint, if you want your turn now, you can, or it's Thea's turn. Uh, I will go now. Is it still uh, within range for me? It would be just out of range to for you, but but you can run. But you can you can run. <laughs> or just throw an axe at its back or something. Always a good choice. Um, yeah, okay. I'll I'll move. Uh, I'll take one movement to uh, get. I guess just out of the house, so I've got like a shot at him with a throwing axe. Yep. Perfect. All right. Let me just find what I need for that. <laughs> Excellent. One d six. Perfect. Uh, so that's a seventeen. Seventeen is good. And four damage. And now it's Thea's turn. Uh, oh, sorry, you got more than one attack, don't you? Oh, yeah, I totally do. <laughs> well, then. How do you play D&D? <laughs> hey, all, title of the episode, out. how do you play D&D? It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory at this rate. Uh, so that's a 16 that time. Uh, 16 is good. Oh, okay. And four again. Consistent. Yep, he's bloodied now. Thea. Okay, he is, nobody's in my way. Right now, he's just like made a beeline for the back he, door. Yeah, he's took gone out the axe or two in the back. Yes. Okay. Both of those things. Uh, so I run out and I pull out my oath bow and I say, Death to those who have wronged me. 
19 plus 4, yeah. 23. That's good. Of course it's good. 3d6 piercing. 11 damage. Okay. It is back to the top, which is Flint. Oh, that's me. Excellent. All right, so now it is uh, within range for me if I want to run over there and attack it? Yes. Perfect. It is uh, not running uh, at the moment and has turned uh, to face his attackers. To face sweet, sweet incoming death? Sounds like a plan. All right. Um, So I'm going to run over there and attack him. Sure. Uh, so that's a 16, which I think you said was good. Yep. Nope, I totally rolled the wrong time. <laughs> Fuck, this is the top one today, guys. We are all out of it. Yeah. All right, rolling the correct dice this time. Three, awesome. And a nine. So 16, when I add four to that. And I shall attack him again. Oh, missed a critical by one. That's too bad. Uh, four... 7, 11, and 4 is 15. You did yet. Well, in that case, I should probably take my action surge and one more attack at him. Because why? Because why not? If he's still alive, I mean... Look at you remembering how to D&D. I looked at the page and it was right there, so (laughs) I better get on it. Alright, that one is a 19, so that should be okay. Uh, Ooh, 12 damage on the first one. Nice. And 7 is 19, and 4 is 23. Oh, yeah. He's regretting having turned around, but it's uh, Thea's turn now. You said New Lara hasn't had a New turn Lara's in ages. Turn. It's New Lara's turn now. <laughs> I got thrown off on this whole jumping in in the order thing. Yeah, Flint Flint got to uh, just jump in there. My bad, guys. No, we were all so excited you could see again. 18. 18's good, yeah. Uh, 2 plus 3 is 5. 6 damage. Uh, second attack is a 25, uh, 10, 14, 19 damage. Nice. Woo. So you, uh, you murdered an Oni straight up. <laughs> I don't know if murder is the right word. Gangland assassination. You killed that Oni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of self-defense. It was, it was. Does he, like, mist away and Sasha comes back? There's no mist around you, but when you go back to the house where the people are, where you started... I'm assuming they, like, went to take care of Balrin as soon as we were all I gone. Well, so. you guys did, I hope so, so hopefully somebody There's did. all of his villagers. Yeah, like, we were gone, so... If they didn't, they're real jerks. Yeah, it's true. It's not on us. They are tending to Balrin, and Sasha is there also being tended to. Yay! Yeah, if you recall, there was the gaseous mist in the room. That's how I figured out that Sasha was yes, the only. exactly, exactly. I was uh, so clever last episode, you guys. You really were. <laughs> not so good. Not, not, the, not this episode. <laughs> we're sick this time. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's hard. It's much harder. Uh, yeah, so you have killed both Onis, and you get back, and yeah, they're tending to Balrin and Sasha. Sweet. We did it. Woohoo! You, you guys okay? We did one of the 50 <laughs> things. Oh, I'm not great. I'm at like half points. Can we have a nap? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty tuckered out I'm here. Not the best I've been. I might be remembering this wrong, but did the Onis scare away the cultists? As it was described to you when you guys arrived, the Oni did scare off the cultists as it came in from the way they were 
telling you the tale of the Oni showing up, it came in with the cultists at some point. And the cultists started disappearing before the townspeople started disappearing, but the cultists left. Okay. So it seems like after I sleep off my half death, um, we've like kind of done what we needed to do in Little Rock, right? Like we were coming to free them from the cultists, but the Oni actually took care of that for us. And then we took care of the Oni. Exactly. Yeah. Great. Yay. I have a list of tasks that we need to accomplish, and that's one of them. Oh, wonderful. We did one of the things we needed to do. Putting a big old check mark next to that one. (laughs) I jump into the air like it's about to be a freeze frame. (laughs) Oh, I love a good freeze frame high five. Uh, I love it. So you guys are taking a rest then? Yes. Yes, please. Yeah, it's probably just... Yeah, they offered to put you up for whatever time period you desire. And this battle is occurring in the middle of the night. And when you guys wake up the next day, there are not that many people. Like, there's not that many people left in Little Rock. Um, Start baby making, you guys. Um, and you are... <laughs> <laughs> fill, this, fill this town up. That's your answer to this, everything. <laughs> this will be a town of babies. It's like in Angry Birds when the pigs come and steal all the eggs. And then they're like, we'll just make more eggs. Everybody get egg making. Does that happen in that movie? Absolutely does. That children's movie. Yeah. That children's yeah. movie, hey? Yeah. Huh. One, of the, one of the main characters is just like, don't worry, ladies. We'll help. We just have to make more eggs. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. Sounds like a great movie for kids. It's perfect. I guess they wouldn't understand. So just all the adults got to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Perfect. But the uh, the following uh, morning, you were approached by Baron. He's he's not looking great, but he's he's up and moving around. The wound was was mostly superficial from the looks of it. But a flesh wound. And he says, I, I thank you for coming and and helping my people. As you can see, there aren't many of us left, and the town is in quite a disarray, being left by the cultists and the subsequent attacks by these awful, awful ogre, oni things. Would you be able to escort us to the next city over, Mirabar, and hopefully get us there safely um, and help us get set up there? Well, hello, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore, and this is episode 10 of Dungeons & Dragons, this one titled A Hunter in Little Rock, Part 2. It is a bit on the shorter side, everyone was a bit under the weather, and our heads clearly weren't in it, but hopefully some good goofs came out of it, and it's still entertaining for you. Let's move on to the comments and feedback section from other episodes. Thank you so much for leaving us reviews. Like I've said before, if you can leave us those five-star ratings and reviews... It really helps the show out a lot. Odd Dad Out from the U.S. says, Fun listen, even for a non-D&D guy. I'm not a D&D person, but I do enjoy listening in as this group of friends play. They have great chemistry as a group and just have fun, which is what any game is really about. 
Quasar Ken from the U.S. says, Great show. I didn't know that I needed a live D&D podcast in my life until just right now. This show is great. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much to both of you for writing those. And if you think of it after this episode, please consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Or if you subscribe through another format, you can send us an email of your love and adoration or straight up rule correction, whichever works, uh, to dumbdragonpodcast at gmail.com. Either way, we love to hear from you, honestly. Also, don't freak out. There will be a promo for another amazing D&D podcast called Bros and Dragons Podcast that will come up before we get back to playing. You should cruise on over to iTunes and check them out because Doc and the team over there run a real tight ship and put out a great, super fun D&D actual play show, um, as well as an out-of-character show on the same channel where they interview their players and guest players and talk about the show. Check them out. You can also spread the word about Dungeons and Dragons by telling your friends, family, co-workers, or mailman to visit us at dumbdragons.com. All of our social media and download links are listed there. On Twitter, we are at dumbdragoncast. You can use the dumbdragoncast hashtag so we can track you down and find out who's talking to or about us. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash dumbdragoncast. Twitter is certainly the place to get the quickest response as I am on that account all the time throughout the day, it seems. And you can also send us an email to dumbdragonpodcast at gmail.com. We do certainly read every review and mention on Facebook and Twitter and try to respond to them as quickly as possible. So please keep sending those in. That's enough for me. Episode 11 will be available April 26th when the adventurers will continue along their perilous journey. You have a super fantastic couple of weeks and be the amazing person you are. Now let's see if we can just pull it together for the end of the episode. Here's hoping. Catch you later. Did anyone else think Ogaroni sounds like Riceroni? <laughs> I liked the amount of time that passed between his question and I wrote it down and, and waited until he finished. <laughs> I wrote it down and waited. <laughs> oh, God, Russ, when you're editing it, please leave in the, like, literal five minutes between. <laughs> yeah, the timing was really good. Yeah, you were just. That's I, didn't, I didn't want to interrupt because I thought he had some important things to say. That's like that's all Tom was just thinking. Like, oh, oh my god, I was literally Ogarami. very singularly focused on oh, that yeah. one thing. It did not hear the rest of what he was saying. Um, does Baron want us to escort like everyone in the town? Like they're just giving up on their yeah, whole town. There's like seven of them left. Well, there's I mean, more on. than oh, seven. Fair enough. But it's it is a small village that previously had many many people, and now there's like it's just a sad place. Thirty people, but yes, that's what he's asking you. Plus, somewhere in the woods, there's that creepy cave that the Onis were living in, with like yeah. literally just like bodies and bones of all their dead friends and family. I'd move away too. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. it's a good call. How, it's a good call. How far away is the town? Uh, Mirabar is a two to three day trek from where you are. And where is, is that, that in anywhere? Relation, yes, to Luskin. Yeah, is that anywhere towards like uh, the Misty Forest or the Serpent Hills? Well, we need nope. to go back to Luskin, right? To talk to Macaw. Or to Luskin, yeah. Just to see like what's up with the Arcane Brotherhood. Um, if you look at your, if you're able to look at your map of Faerun. Luskin on the coast there, more towards the, the northern 
tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are, if you follow the River Mirar, Mirabar is inland from Luskin. Where are we now? And you are triangulate approximately halfway between Luskin <laughs> Enhance. and Mirabar. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> Little rock not on the map Zoom. there, but Enhance. <laughs> Zoom. So right by where it says uh, River Marar is probably where Little Rock is. Yeah. What do you guys think? Because we could go help them get there, and then it's just hopefully an easy river boat with the river ride back down to Luskin. I agree. Plus, it's like. You know, it's like saving a baby from a burning building and then leaving it on the sidewalk and walking away. Yeah, I feel responsible for these people now. <laughs> You're safe now, baby. <laughs> You're safe now, baby. <laughs> I, I'm going to get some Which, pizza. Well, technically true isn't the best. Exactly. Uh, I feel responsible for these people. Yes, I agree. Um, so, yeah, let's take them to the next town and then we'll river ride back down to Luskin and uh, meet with Macoth. After we do this little little side venture. Sweet, let's do it. Sounds good. Um, Yes, of course we'll help you. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much. Um, For character knowledge of Mirabar, Flint, you probably, your character probably knows this quite well. And how would I know this? (laughs) Because Mirabar is a dwarven mining city. Ooh. Fancy. That's, Fancy, really? That's Well, we don't go to a lot of dwarf places, all right? That is largely populated by um, shield or mountain dwarves. I'm a mountain dwarf. I know. <laughs> and don't you have a thing that makes dwarves, like, extra love you? It's his belt. Sure do. It's the old belt of dwarven kind. Amazing. You're going to be so popular. It's largely populated by I'm sorry, Russ, dwarves. did you want to say something? No, I just want you guys to keep talking over talking. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Ogaroni, guys! <laughs> Let's have a short game, guys! It's fine! <laughs> Wait, is that a new character? <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ogaroni's That's... getting me way better this time. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, DM, go ahead. Yeah. Continue, Russ. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't even remember what I was saying. It's largely populated by these shield mountain dwarves and humans. You know from the last session at uh, Waterdeep that Mirabar was not represented there. Why they weren't is, is, is not something you know. But you know that the city holds a large army of dwarven and human warriors that protect the city and the mines. And also... Uh, Flint, you know, Mirabar was the last place that you know of the Iron Fist of the Dawn to have been located. Oh, my old company. Your old mercenary company. So you guys pack up. There are a few remaining carriages left in town um, to help carry the people, but uh, a lot of them are walking. And you guys set off towards Mirabar. Music in today's episode was by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey, Dad. 
I've got a question for you, and it makes me really frustrated. Mikey, the stars are wrong. He jumped two and a half times farther than we were supposed He's to. He's not a robot, right? He's an AI. They used you, yes, but they used me worse. I want to go home. How many minutes are in a while? Ask Your Father is available anywhere you get podcasts. Find out more at gideonmedia.com.